Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, back here in Porchville. How you doing? Get on over to uh, porchvillepod.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're not really on Twitter very much. So if you reach out, find us on Facebook. Is anybody on Twitter? Anybody? Are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Maytal Abraham. That's me. You're on Twitter? I am on Twitter, at Young Tolly. Find me. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? How you doing? I'm good. Just did a show, feeling good. It was an awesome show. Yeah, I had great. fun. I had yeah. fun. How'd it feel? Um, tonight was pretty good. We had some hecklers, yeah. which was unusual Roger. at World of Beer. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was kind of pissed because I kind of like to interact with them, but I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was like really drunk and also like super country and i just couldn't understand i wasn't him. sure if he was super drunk or if that was just his natural state of being i he don't just know seemed he seemed very comfortable with what he had going on yeah it's always those ones that feel the most comfortable <laughs> <laughs> have you have you had a lot of experience with the hecklers um well i mean i'm still pretty new at this and luckily people have been behaving themselves lately but i think my favorite thing that's happened to me is i have some jokes in my set about my nose and I was telling him, and I said, like, oh, I got a big nose. And one guy shouted out, nah, you've got a great schnoz. And I was <laughs> like, okay. And then the next guy, like, right next to him was like, nah, man, she's packing. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I thought of, like, three great responses afterwards, but by the time I processed, I was that's like, always, fuck. That's always when the good responses come. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes later, fuck, Like, I'm I in the shower the next that. day, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing comedy now? Well, you saw me today. I'm curious how long you would think I was doing comedy for. I would say, um, I'd give you, I'd give you in the year to year and a half range, maybe, maybe. I'm flattered. Um, I actually started in September, so that puts me just at like almost six months. But in the past month or s- like, I think four weeks ago is when I really started taking it much more seriously. Well, four weeks ago, that was probably right about the first time I saw you. Yeah, um, and, uh, I think that week actually. Um, was the first time I ever did four shows in one week. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool for me. Like I set a goal and I did that and I've pretty much been doing it ever since. Thankfully, Gainesville, so many mics just keep, yeah, they they seem to be popping up all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. a lot of different ones, which is really awesome. Um, and, and actually, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, we, it seems like we've started right about the same time then September Mm -hmm. was when we first started putting shows out, but, uh, yeah. So that's kind of awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I went out the uh, the first show I went out to um, was was over at the High Dive. Okay. And uh, that was a good time. It was a good show. Um, the World of Beer was um, the first. The last time I saw you there was mm-hmm. was the uh, first time I'd been there. Great place. To, great yeah, place. and that was a fun show that you were at. Yeah, it was a good night. Yeah, and it's really cool because there's a lot of a lot of places that are popping up for you guys to get out there and, and do your thing. There's a the box yeah. car. Yeah, you can literally do stand up every night of the work week, That's pretty awesome. much, and sometimes even on Saturday or Sunday with keg of laughs. Yeah. Yeah, like in Wednesday night, I actually go. There's an open mic at World of Beer, and then I head on over to um, House of Beer on University, mm-hmm. and they have an open mic too, like two in one night. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you uh, do you get to get out and do that a lot? Do you do the two in one nights, or you just? Well, it actually just started. Um, I think they've been doing it for three weeks, and I've done it two of those weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. Yeah. Well, that's cool. How many how many times a week do you try to get out? 
well lately it's been a lot more just because like sometimes like it's been all i think about lately yeah. it's it's really you watch yourself get better mm-hmm. so like every time i get off <clears throat> sorry every time i get off stage i'm like oh i could do this differently people reacted to this that one time so i try to get up as frequently as i can yeah get all my stuff done during the day so that i can um get on stage at night now what do you do otherwise you, are you student yeah or, i'm a yeah. student i am graduating in may congratulations so that's exciting. um what do you what, what were you uh, majoring in um advertising with advertising. a minor in philosophy very cool that's yes. that's a that's a great minor for for a comic i guess so yeah <laughs> yeah it was my major for a while and then i was like what am i doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty cool though um yeah. where uh where do you call home is it is it uh, are you from Gainesville or where where'd you come from? Um, I grew up in South Florida and when I was 10 years old my family moved to Baltimore, Maryland. That's a that's a change. Yeah, and I was there for middle school and high school, but I had the Florida prepaid from when I was a kid, oh. so I scooted on back here and I've been having a great time. Yeah. It's been a good 4 years. Are you going to you going to stick around here after you go or Head back up north where the family's at. I'll probably head back up north just um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, at least for a little bit. You know, get my wits about me and then figure out what's next. I want to. I just not want to be in like a city on the eastern seaboard. Yeah, that's like all I really get back up that way. Pretty easy to gig in some of the big, yeah, cities, New York. Mm. And, you know, uh, what's that? A uh, DC. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that one's pretty close to Baltimore, so that'd yeah. be cool. As soon as I. I'm home for it, but I plan to be shuffling on out to DC and That's getting awesome. on those mics. Yeah. Well, now you also have Slaughterhouse Comedy or Slaughterhouse. Yes. What is it? What is the official title? It's Slaughterhouse. It has um, the S is in parentheses, so then it's kind of like S laughter. I thought that was funny because like, like it. there's only one letter standing between laughter and slaughter, <laughs> and I always thought that that was ironic. So, yeah, our only issue is it's kind of hard to find online. So if you're looking for us. A lot of times it'll be S slash laughter. Gotcha. Um, like backslash. We'll make sure to make sure to link to it on the page Thank too, you. so anybody can find it. Um, excuse me. Um, when did you when did you start that? Yeah. And what so I guess I guess a real question. What what is it? Like, yeah. Explain what it so, what, what what you're doing. So you're familiar with stand up. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with sketch comedy. Yeah, a little bit. That's little like bit. think like SNL, SNL. Key and Peele, yeah. those kinds of like those. Dave short Chappelle for us older fe- older <laughs> folks, you know, like those shorter three to five minute like skits. Yeah, kind of. And you do um, these live on the stage, though. Well, we do both. We're mostly focused on video because, mm-hmm. um, so this team is headed by me and my two friends, mm-hmm. um, Amanda Rose, who you met. Hosted earlier. hosted the show tonight. Yes, very and funny. Yes. I love her uh, New York father. Yeah, she's a trip. Accent. She's, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then my other friend uh, Laura Palacio, and the three of us actually met on a different team that was mostly focused on those um, stage productions, mm-hmm. and we would get kind of frustrated because all semester we'd be working towards this thing, and then it would happen, and you know if it rained that day, oh yeah, no one really came out or. Yep. Then we had like a shitty cell phone video of this thing that we worked on for so long and it was frustrating. And we're living in a time that like the internet is so like so many opportunities. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Stumbling all over my tongue. (laughs) The digital age. So yeah, it just makes sense to 
Yeah, because everything that we make, you go to our YouTube, to our Facebook, and it's all there. It's like a ready-made portfolio. And that's how everybody consumes everything nowadays Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, Yeah, and it's like there's actually like we feel like we have so much more to show for it, mm -hmm. and it's just a different medium. Yeah. So, yeah, we mostly focus on video. We did have um, a couple live shows back in September. We did a show at the High Dive, which was very very hectic but very fun. Yeah. And we had a great time. We did a competition um, for live sketches in Atlanta, we competed against a bunch of teams that were all like at least ten years older than all nice. of us. But we had a good time, and that was actually two days before our other show. No, really? Yeah, it was a whack. September was wild for Slaughterhouse Comedy, but yeah, we're actually planning. Um, we haven't released any of our videos that we're working on right now because we're planning a premiere for April. Mm-hmm. So keep a lookout for that. We will definitely do that. Yeah. Um, where do you guys get your inspiration to do that? Um, like the three of us? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, we were on a different team together and we were just kind of frustrated with that whole stage. Um, like I was saying, it's, you got got a better way to do it. Yeah. And we just kind of had a collective vision of, we really wanted to focus on video and, um, my friend Laura is, um, really good at editing and like video stuff in general. And so we saw an opportunity. The two of them actually kind of talked about it for a while and then hit me up and invited me to do it. And I was like, hell yeah. So just going back home to Baltimore mean leaving that or? Yeah, we're kind of in this weird space right now where we're all kind of ready to leave Gainesville a little bit. I'm the only student of the three of us. So they were kind of just sticking around just for this. But yeah, we're kind of just hoping that we'll all end up in the same place and like have these connections always. So we're figuring it out. It's a a changing day by day thing, honestly. That's, that's, that's a really cool thing that you're doing though. Yeah. Just getting it out there and you know, the three of you, um, should you end up together in the same place? That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. That's the dream going to have like a collective kind of, we want to move into all kinds of stuff and just, we have like a similar vision. We just want to keep creating. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, do you prefer doing the the group setting or do you prefer being up there on stage by yourself? It's really different. It really is. Because I've been doing sketch comedy since my sophomore year. So I guess it's like two, three years now. So I'm comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And it's different when you're relying on a team and everyone is contributing something kind of and you're bouncing off each other. And then when you're on stage by yourself, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah and like you're not bouncing off of anyone and something that i found interesting is that when you're on a stage with people or even just recording with people when someone else fucks up you're like you can point a finger and be Mm -hmm. like ah damn it whatever but when i fuck up it's on me just everything when i do great it's on it's like (laughs) mazel tov to me when i fuck up that's my bad yeah so i've been a i've been a musician for a long time for most of my most of my life and and generally always played with others you know had a band up there and uh on a few occasions though there was just me and mm-hmm. i i preferred the band thing because being up there by myself like you said i mean i'd fuck up hit a wrong note well when you got three other guys up there that it, it covers it really easily yeah but by yourself it sucks <laughs> yeah it's definitely different and another difference between those two like kinds of comedy i guess is that when you're doing sketch comedy you're not 
playing yourself. Yeah. Like you're always, you're writing for someone else's voice, whether it's like for an actor that you want them to play a certain part or just this character that you're creating that you don't really know how it's going to turn out. Like it's very different than stand up when I'm trying to figure out who I am on stage, Mm -hmm. who I am just in general, I guess that I want to show to the audience. So it's really different focusing on, who you are rather than like this character, this situation that you find funny. So who is, who are you on stage? Because I've seen you, I've seen you a couple times and I'm sitting here talking to you and definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's different than the person that I I see on stage. So, well, yeah, on stage, you just kind of have to be an exaggerated version of everything. You know, you're trying to get a laugh every 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have to be like punch, punch, punch. I'm trying to figure it out because I really want to be this like energetic, like boisterous person that I am mm-hmm. generally and conversationally. But when you're providing all that energy by yourself, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's tricky. And then, you know, if you don't get a laugh where you thought you would and then you're like, oh, hmm, it like stalls you. And then you kind of lose that momentum a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm figuring it out. I'm trying to be fun. And that's the main thing. I'm trying to be fun. I'm trying to be witty. Yeah creative different i guess i definitely like the the because when i saw you, you you sort of had like uh it's almost like an abrasiveness <laughs> to what you were doing up there and i thought mm-hmm. it was great i thought it worked really well thank you, you know? yeah i am a little bit of a sassy person in general mm. so i guess i try to bring that to the forefront i guess because when you go to deliver something it also depends on the crowd because yeah. like that one guy kept shouting things out today. <sighs> yeah. So like at one point I was just like, all right, okay. Like, <laughs> you kind of have to just be, Ugh. yeah, but yeah, I'm figuring it out, trying different stuff. Have you had, have you had the unfortunate opportunity of having just a bad fucking night? Just get up there and yeah. it sucks. Yeah. I two come to mind. One was actually the very first time I performed at World of Beer. Yeah. I opened the show. And opening a show is always hard. Always, yeah. Because, like, people aren't drunk yet. They're not warm. With comedy, for some reason, people don't always come in ready to laugh. They have to be, like, warmed up. Yeah, yeah. And it was my first time at that venue very early on and me doing stand-up. And I was just talking and delivering my lines and no one was laughing. They yeah. were just looking at me. And it's kind of hard. You have to, like, kick yourself in the ass and be like, keep up your energy. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of what else. Just the show I did right before this past one was a weird one for me. I just it had never happened before. I was like in the middle of telling my jokes, the same jokes I've been telling since like day one, like my OG ones. Mm-hmm. And people were just like shuffling around and like someone was like taking selfies and I kept seeing the flash <laughs> and I just like blanked. I just like forgot my things and that just kinda I don't know. I continued delivering my jokes because that's what you got to do but i was like not confident about it yeah i got laughs still so it wasn't a complete bomb but it was made me feel iffy yeah that's always the worst yeah one time actually um it wasn't a bomb because like people like worked with me on it i guess i was um performing at the midnight and right behind the midnight is um boca fiesta Mm -hmm. And someone, I guess, decided to start playing a concert at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday in the middle of my set. (laughs) Welcome to Gainesville. Yeah. Yeah, So and that was also very early on. And I panicked and I held my own, I think, because I just was like very flustered, didn't know what to do. And that music was actively still playing. So I couldn't really think. And I kind of just had to tell myself, like, listen, 
you have enough jokes to fill the time no one knows what you plan to say just start talking so yeah. just roll with it yeah that's the way to go i've i've been there though it, and it is it is difficult mm-hmm. i i started a song one time and just forgot where i was and it was a cover song and mm. uh i did not recover at all <laughs> and i got i got i got a little ribbing from the crowd and i i think i challenged a few of them to come up <laughs> and do it themselves and stuff like that it yeah was, it was kind of a disaster but yeah i try not to get worked up like you can't let it get to you especially when you're on stage because sometimes people are oh, really rude yeah. and they don't want to work with you or that like, that sat in my head for like yeah, seven years like, but I you can't let it go you can't let them see you get frustrated yeah. i think because like you can get yourself frustrated but like you can't let them get to you mm-hmm. ever. so what's where do you, where does this uh what's the dream overall for this would would you see yourself doing the more the sketch comedy route or would you rather do the stand-up route if you had to i mean in general well just you mean in comedy just just as a as a as an overall direction like yeah which which way would you prefer um honestly i love them both a lot they're different yeah. in general i'm a writer like writing right. is something that whether it's comedy or poetry or like essays like i'm just i like writing yeah so I don't know. I really like them both. Like I said, they're really different and they have their own benefits and downfalls. But I don't know. In general, I'm at a point in my life where I'm making a lot of decisions and trying to figure a lot of things Mm -hmm. out. So I think that regardless of what I end up doing, I'll always be doing stand up. At least I hope to because it's accessible. Yeah. You can't really do sketch comedy by yourself. It's not a one person kind of thing. I just get in a fucking van and just tour. Just go. (laughs) Ah, uh, yeah, that that sounds hectic. <laughs> it really does. But I mean, stand up is something that they have it in every city. Yeah. And people consistently come out to see it. So I didn't realize the first time I went um, to the high dive show, I walked in there thinking because I've played that venue, you know, numerous times. And I know how many people fits in there and all that stuff. I expected to walk in there and there to be. I don't know, 15, 20 people milling around, you they know, fell up. and it was packed. Mm-hmm. Every chair was, every chair had a seat, uh, somebody sitting in it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, people standing at the bar, hanging out and everybody had a really good time. And yeah, it's, it's I, fun over there. That was my first experience. I was like, fuck, this is going on, man. I gotta get out more. Yeah. And, Gainesville uh, so right now cool. is a good place to be, to be doing this. Have you been outside of Gainesville or just stayed in Gainesville? I have not. Like I said, I'm a student, so no. it's hard to just like up and go to like Jacksonville yeah. on a like Wednesday night because mm-hmm. I got class in the morning. Yeah. So that part I haven't been able to do, but I'd love to. Yeah. Would have, have your, uh, what do your friends think of like the stand up thing? Are they supportive of you or, you know, yeah. you have, I mean, your friends that are non comics. Yeah, um, everyone seems to be, like, really proud. A lot of people want to see, like, because I have a lot of friends back home as well, and I don't really, like, share my stuff on the internet, so, like, right. a lot of them haven't really seen so much of it. Um, generally, people people think it's cool. They ask a lot of weird questions because I guess they don't really get how it works. Yeah. But, yeah, people are excited about it, I think. So That's cool. It's fun. When did you, what what got you into it to begin with? Into comedy or into yeah, stand-up? into comedy, just um, in general. 
Well, one time at my summer camp that I went to, um, there was like a little improv. Um, How long like ago was that? Um, I want to say like maybe like 2013 or 2012 or something like that. So you were, you were, I was young. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like some kid who was in an improv group in college and like was running a little thing mm-hmm. that I went to every day and I really liked it. And I came home really excited to keep doing it. And they didn't really have anything like that in my area. So yeah. um, I was just excited about it. And I tried to start like a little um, like weekend update style thing at my high school that fell through because they censored me. (laughs) Um, Bastards. Yeah, (laughs) they're great. (laughs) But um, then as soon as I got to college, I came in like knowing, okay, this is what I want to do. I've got to find the people who do this. Right. So I joined an improv group on campus and I stayed in that for like a year. And then I now, st- improv. That's different, though, from, from the whole sketch comedy thing. How I I always struggled with uh, with improv. Yeah, that was, that was my ugh, the thing with improv terrible. is that like a lot of them are theater kids, mm-hmm. which like I don't really identify as you, that. Can, you <laughs> can call us theater nerds. It's OK. <laughs> like, no, drama it's, nerds, whatever. It's great because yeah. I'm some version of that myself. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was tricky. It was fun. It was definitely a good first step in because like there's these three areas of comedy, which are improv, sketch, and stand up. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think improv is a good first one to try because you just learn a lot of. You have to get comfortable. You have to read people, yeah. and you have to think on your feet. Which you can write all you want, but sometimes you have to think on your feet. That's so, where I always struggled. Was uh, yeah. Because I did. I took theater all through high school, and you know, uh, had a lot of fun with that, but whenever we would do improv exercises and stuff it was like i'm gonna just go to the library yeah i just stand up there looking stupid the whole time not <laughs> saying a word i had to i had to improv to do uh to be a vampire one time and i stood there with like my my elbow up like like i was holding my cape and that was all i fucking did i didn't know <laughs> anything else to do I, I mean, I've seen a lot of vampire movies, but apparently I had I just lost every yeah, ounce of blank. it in the moment. I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So it's not easy, but you get like anything, you get better at it. Um, so I um, started with improv and then the next year I joined a sketch comedy team, which is that one I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a year and then we started Slaughterhouse. And yeah, I started doing stand up in September. I've it's the kind of thing that I was saying I was gonna do for like years. Like, yeah. oh, I wanna before I grad, I'm gonna do stand up in the summer. No, I'm gonna do stand up in the spring. And like, it was a keep pushing it off kind of thing. Yeah. And I made a friend who is in the scene, and she um, kept encouraging me to get up at the midnight and try. And I was like, no, I have this to do and that to do. And then. I don't remember what it was. I think some storm came and they canceled classes the next day. And she was like, oh, perfect opportunity for you to like prepare a set to do at the midnight. And she was right. I had like 24 hours before then and my schedule had just cleared and I was hesitant. But I thought to myself, like, if I don't do that right now, then what does that say about me as a person? You know, you say you want to do stand up and then the opportunity presents itself yeah, you only have 24 hours to put together something that feels like a high pressure situation. 
But yeah, so I scrapped some stuff together that I had in my notes that I found funny. I haven't told any of those jokes really <laughs> since then. But yeah, I went ahead and it's kind of just like ripping a bandaid off. Like the first yeah. time is like, it feels crazy. Mm-hmm. It does. How did it, how did it go? For a first time, I think it went well. I mean, I was definitely like, I was like shaky hands and I brought my notes on stage, which I still do sometimes, I guess, um, with new stuff, but it's all good. I had it. I also had like a completely different writing process back then. And I had like, what was almost like, it was like a full page of words (laughs) (laughs) that I expected myself to somehow like know how to navigate. And I just like, ah, it was, it was good for like a first time, I think. I learned, you learn something like a lot of times that you go up, uh, especially those first few, you start progressing really quickly each time. So it was good. I'm glad that I, and I haven't stopped doing it since like I've missed a few weeks here and there for like breaks and stuff. And every now and then if I have like a stressful exam period, but I've been pretty consistent. Yeah. That had to felt pretty awesome though, just to, to get up there that first time and Mm -hmm. you know, throw it out there. Yeah. It was definitely like, that's like, it's a, it's like the high effect, you know, that's, that's what you continue to chase. Like, you know, really. And like, I remember it wasn't a terrible night or anything. No, it was, it was good for what it was. And then I went home that night and I like wrote in my journal. I was like, you did stand up today. (laughs) Like, woohoo, you go bitch. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah. With the, uh, with with all the stuff you know internet like like we were saying being a being a big way that everybody gets all their entertainment these days um you gonna put any of your stand-up out there it's a tricky thing there's like a little saying that you shouldn't put your stuff online unless you got a special mm-hmm. um because once you tell those jokes and people see them in a video they don't really want to hear you say them again on stage yep so and another thing is that I'm constantly changing them. Yeah. And, you know, I watch my videos back to critique myself and see what I can do different, my body language, whatever. But sometimes I'll stumble into something from like just a couple weeks ago and I'm like, oh my God, I've changed that joke so much since <laughs> then. Like I've improved it. Yeah. So I almost feel weird sending someone a video knowing that like in a week or two, it's not even going to be the same joke. Does it ever get to a point where it's where it's perfect? you do you think that'll happen or you think Um, it's just always going to be evolving i mean i hope it's always going to be evolving because i mean i'm very much a person that i feel like it can always be better you could Mm -hmm. always improve it's all about the work that you put in some jokes i've been pretty solid on for a while that i pretty much tell the same way every time but you know sometimes you're on stage and you get an energy and you just throw out a new little line yep that there you got you just added to the joke that you didn't realize that there was anything missing mm-hmm. so just feeling it just flowing yeah vibe and, with it. and even like for a really long like for the majority of the time i've been doing stand-up i had opened the exact same way and just a couple like i think last week the headliner at one of the world of beer shows came up to me and he was like oh you had this one joke i think that was the funniest thing you had you should put that at the beginning of your set and i reworked my entire set to try to play around with having that joke at the beginning. Yeah. So even what was familiar, like just moving it around to different spots in the set, it kind of changes the feel of the set because you have to figure out how to transition from one thing to another. So like it's, I like to play around with uh, different ways to say, I don't know. Yeah. It's always evolving (laughs) in short. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's good. You got to think on your feet, though. You yeah. Know? You always got to keep it, keep moving, and you know, um, have you had have you had the type of experience where you found you you've had to like change it up or adapt on the fly because maybe the audience isn't responding the way you had hoped, or so you got to maybe change course. I think when Spencer was on, he had mentioned like going in with like a dirtier set and realizing very quickly that, oh shit, I better do the cleaner stuff. Like, mm-hmm. have you had stuff like that happen where you've had to pivot? Um, I mean, if you walk into a venue and you realize that it's a mostly older audience, that yeah. is something that I've noticed. Cause like somewhere like the midnight is downtown Gainesville. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same kind of crowd every time. Yeah. So there's not much, uh, like, you know what you're getting. Sometimes yeah. that world of beer it's different kinds of stuff so it kind of surprised me though because i have heard um about like downtown gainesville being a little bit more reserved and 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 maybe people not feeling like they can really get out there with some of the edgier stuff that they have have you felt that vibe pc wise yeah yeah. okay um I mean, in general, I kind of, with my comedy, try to stay on the safe side just because, like, I don't know if it exists in stand-up, but at least in sketch, there's this saying of, like, going blue, and you never want to go blue. Going blue is when you say something and everyone in the audience goes, like, ugh. Uh, yeah. So, I, well, like, my second or third time doing stand-up, I ventured into this, like, I haven't told any of those jokes again. It was kind of like... I don't know. They were Jewish jokes, but like, I'm not very proud of them in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of just like to get a reaction. I guess I don't know. You took a shot. Yeah, I did, and um, yeah, I don't know. And I could tell that some people in the audience like kind of felt uncomfortable laughing, mm-hmm. just because like you know, not ever like I can say some shit because I'm Jewish, right? But. You can tell that people were like, oh, can I laugh at that? I'm not sure if I should laugh at that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And yeah, going back, like looking back, like I kind of, I learned a lesson that day. Right. But yeah, I kind of just try to make it feel accessible, I guess. Some of my jokes I've been told are like for younger audiences. Like I have this one joke that centers around Urban Dictionary. And one time. I I like that one. Thank you. I heard that one tonight for the first time and it was was really funny. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, one time I told that joke like last week and then the host came on afterwards and he's like much older and he was like, I have no idea what that is. And I was <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's not, I mean, I know what the urban dictionary is, but like through the website, you know, yeah. I didn't, I actually had never heard of uh, a number. So, mm. so that was, that was kind of cool. But, um, is that, is that really a thing? Like a phone number? Yeah. Call? So for people who aren't aware, um, Urban Dictionary used to have a number that you could text and it would reply with the definition of any word you wanted to know. This is like back when I was in middle school. Right. And moral of the story is that <laughs> I had a lot of questions and I accidentally texted them to my uncle <laughs> instead of to Urban Dictionary. That's the basis of the joke. I will say <laughs> that I don't think when you did it that you said specifically middle school. Mm. But if you had, yeah. I could see it being really uncomfortable and yeah. really awkward. That's another thing. Is like sometimes <laughs> I come off stage and someone's like, oh, you should have made this one joke. And I'm like, oh, I meant to. But funny, like, funny. Yeah. I will say it I would have laughed my ass off. <laughs> I, I wouldn't uh, have cared. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
It happens. Every time I come off stage and like I or I watch the video, I'm like, ah, I meant to say this here and that there. But there's so much going on every time. And one of my biggest things that I'm working on is because at first it was just memorize your set, mm-hmm. know what you're going to say. And I'm still doing that because I have a horrible memory with that kind of stuff. But you're also like, OK, look comfortable and do this and be expressive. And um, I forgot where I was going with this. I'm trying to look prepared without actually are you trying to come across as prepared and yeah oh i was saying that like sometimes you forget to say things because right. like when you're on stage you're trying to focus on so many things at once all while words are coming out of your mouth mm-hmm. so yeah sometimes i just i look back and i'm like ah oh, damn i forgot to do that thing that i wanted to do so yeah have you have you had a like have you had like a joke just fall apart because you've missed something yeah i was talking about the other night when i kept like blanking on stuff because a lot of my jokes the way i have them set up is that like well the way a joke is set up is like you have the setup and then the punchline and the punchline is dependent on the setup so if you mm. like sometimes i like word my things very specifically so that the punchline hits harder and if i fuck up the wording and then i go to deliver the punchline and i'm like wait <laughs> <laughs> this isn't <laughs> this, gonna this, make this sense isn't gonna make sense yeah so that happens sometimes it happens and then I kind of just have to be like, ah, it's start over, I guess. Or just keep <laughs> going and pretend like it didn't happen. Just roll with it. Nothing you can do. Depends Once on it's the out day. There. Depends Fuck on it. the day, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, what, what other places around here have you played? Um, well, I do Midnight pretty consistently. I do World of Beer pretty consistently. They just opened up that Mega House of Beer. I got to get to the Midnight, man. Everybody's been talking about this Yeah, place. that's like... It's an it's a good spot. It's a pretty consistent crowd and a generous crowd. I heard there was like fights outside and like people getting crazy. I mean, people just get drunk. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah, I heard some of the like I think Spencer was talking to you about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I have I personally haven't seen that. I've seen people get really drunk, but it's generally a good atmosphere. It's outside. Yeah. They have like nice pretty little lights and stuff. Nice. Um, there's an open mic every Monday at Maikai, which is a kava bar downtown. Oh, what? Um, kava. Oh, it's I've like, never, I've never heard that word in my life. Yeah. It's, I have no idea what that is. It's weird. It's like, it was described to me as dirty root water. <laughs> it's what like, the fuck? Yeah. It comes in like this little shell and it's literally dirty root water that you drink and it gives you like, it's supposed to like relieve anxiety. And it makes your whole mouth feel numb. Well, I could use like a gallon of that. Yeah. Jesus. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff. But yeah, they have an open mic on Mondays. That's... That's um, that's uh, Give me the name of that thing again. Mai Kai. Mai Kai. Yeah. Okay. It's on university. Um... That I'm gonna go small. down Cavo water. Cavo bar. It's Cavo, called. Uh, yeah. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> I'll try. I mean, I'll try it once. You know. Yeah, it's a sm- it's a much smaller mic, and it's also a lot of music. Yeah, and there's definitely a difference in vibe at mics that are like mixed media versus mm-hmm. just stand up. Um, because it's a different vibe. It's like a vibe switch. Right. Um, and it's it can be tricky, especially if people are like really vibing to the music. Yeah, and then so, you get up there and you start and you're talking. You're like, yeah, let's get hype, and <laughs> people are like, oh, all right. <laughs> so I always thought it was kind of weird. Um, when, like comedians tour. And they, they have like a band open. It's like that's kind of strange. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't want to be out there like jamming to Steve Miller band covers, <laughs> and then you know. Yeah. So, 
Who's uh, what? Who who are your idols? Your your inspiration? Mm-hmm. You know, like who do you look up to as far as comedy goes? Yeah. Um. Honestly, like at this time, I really look up to a lot of the people in the Gainesville scene, just because yeah. like I. You know, I'm I'm pretty busy. I don't have a lot of time to just like sit and watch a bunch of stuff. Because if I would watch a special, I want to be like taking notes and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like all kinds of, like really paying attention to it. But I mean, I go to these mics constantly, and I watch people improve, and I try to have my few little like mentors in the scene that I try to pick things up from and learn from. So, yeah, I definitely learn a lot from my peers. I just love being around like creative people and learning from them. Um. I really like have you seen Broad City no. the show all right well nope. it's a show about it's on Comedy Central about like two um Jewish girls that kind of are just like fucking around in New York and their mm-hmm. best friends um I really like that show um Arrested Development is like my that's, that's old one school of my there. favorite yeah. yeah yeah that's a good one I need to be better about watching stand up honestly yeah. um just because I'm very much like a movie person. So when I like sit down to do something, I usually watch a movie. <laughs> but if I knew it was good for me, I'd be watching more stand up. Yeah. yeah. One one person, um, uh, AJ was there tonight. Love um, AJ. I watched him, like I said, a while back. A um, couple months, you know, three, four months maybe. Maybe longer mm. than that. And, uh, you know, we're just talking about evolving. Like his his evolution from when I saw him. So this is the second time I saw him tonight. It was crazy. So, yeah. I mean, that's... Um, and you probably had him on here the first time when he was at where I'm kind of at now. Yeah. Like five, six months. Yeah. He, yeah. I think it was I think it was like six months, six or yeah. seven months that he had been in it. And he works you know? like crazy. He's probably like the person that I turn to the most. Like whenever I want to try something new, I'm like, AJ, sorry to bother you. <laughs> but like, I really want your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he works really hard. He's really, really into it. And yeah, I admire the work ethic, and I think I'm pretty similar. I just am balancing a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. He actually may be on the show next week. Hey. Because he's got uh, he's, he's got an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, you no, know, he he does. He's going on tour. We actually already talked about him going on tour. So mm. sorry. Porchvillians, no. But uh, he'll let us know where he's going to be and right. all that got good it, stuff because he's got it. some dates to. Mm throw out there so and he deserves all that yeah that he's getting he works really hard yeah it's pretty awesome it, i i love seeing you know people that are, are putting in the work and and just really getting out there and hustling we're friends on facebook you know i mean i'm constantly seeing mm-hmm. posts by you know aj and, and spencer's another one he's he's, yeah. he's a hustler man uh, i love it uh you kind of gotta be you know. if because it's not even about like I mean, for me, like making it quote unquote is one thing, but if you want to get better, you have to hustle. What is, what is making it in this gig for you? Um, I don't know. Going on tour would be pretty cool, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, at this point I'm very aware of the fact that I have a lot of growth to do. Mm -hmm. Um, now just coming out of college and all that stuff, like people are going to be looking at you going, Time to time to yeah. start settling down, you yeah. know, getting career like is that it'd be it'd be cool to get booked yeah. like on stuff. Like I said, even if it's not like my main career. Do you like, see yourself really... like 
kind of doing like you're doing now where you're like half in like like you're doing this over here but you're still gonna do the comedy i think i'm like that in general i like to keep myself busy yeah uh just how i am as speaking as a musician who's 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 been in a similar situation i like to be over here getting fucking paid because i was never getting paid and like couldn't pay rent or yeah electric bills with with you know being on stage um so i i I was like yeah i'm gonna do this job thing and yeah you know i sort of of course i had kids and all that stuff too so you know that's that's a difference different that's a game changer there but uh (laughs) um but yeah i definitely want to have like a stable something think everyone i don't think anyone in my family would be very happy if i was like guess what i'm doing full time <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't think anyone would be pleased about that could you could you do like like take like give yourself a timeline you know like i'm gonna take a year and i'm just gonna go fuck off and do whatever i want for a year and you know reevaluate then because obviously you've been busting your ass i mean yeah it's not easy to university of florida i mean it's no joke i mean it's a it's a yeah. Pretty prestigious place, go Gators. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you've been you know working your ass off for the last few years. Yeah. Fuck um, it, take the time. Do <laughs> do you do what you yeah, want to do? And I mean, I've kind of viewed college as a time to do that because, like, I am getting my stuff done, and I'm also like getting to do this and like actually putting time. Yeah, into but it. you're all, you're but you're almost ready to graduate. I know. <laughs> and you've only been doing this for six months. Yeah. So you've put a whole lot of time into studying mm-hmm. and the book stuff. Yeah. And it sounds like you put this, you know, kind of off. So fuck, take take yeah. some time, get out we'll there, see. We'll do some see. do some touring sketch comedy or something. That would be cool. That would be a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't. I mean, I shit. People people love going out to to the clubs, though, the comedy clubs. Yeah. From what I've seen, I don't know much about it because I've never looked into it at all. So mm-hmm. I'm speaking completely out of my ass. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't imagine it'd be terribly difficult to book like a like a small tour. You know. Yeah. I mean, definitely, especially for like like traveling, it would definitely be easier to do a stand up and sketch. Yeah. Because there's so much that goes in the sketch. It's like lights and special effects and mm-hmm. videos and audio and all this stuff. And how stand-up many, is just like me how, with the mic. How many people do you have in the slaughterhouse? Um, We kind of have people like phase in and out as they graduate and move out of town or whatever. We usually have about like 10. Yeah. Like on average. And yeah, the people who have been there since the beginning and the people who have trickled in, like we're very, we're super tight. Yeah. It's really fun. How long has slaughterhouse been going on? Um, we started in September of 2018, so okay. I guess that puts us out like a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, do you ever do like stuff affiliated university, like put um, on a big show out there? At this point, not really, because I mean, we're like the group isn't affiliated with the university. Mm-hmm. We don't receive any money from them, and like. We do meet on campus just because it's like where people can meet. But besides that, we are well, it sounds like most of you guys are students too. So actually, no, a lot of no? it's a lot of just like either people who have graduated or just people from Gainesville. Like a few of us are students, but definitely not everybody. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, get the word out there. Mm. You know, so has your has your family seen you perform? Um, a little bit here and there. Um, cause they're 
far. I used to send my mom like um, everything I was doing. And right. then after that one time that I talked about that, I told some jokes I wasn't super proud of. She was <laughs> pretty upset Yeah. Uh, about some of the stuff I said. And we got into a bit of a riff about it. And I haven't really sent much stuff since. Not because I'm holding any kind of vendetta. Just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's I do this so much. And like, I don't know. It's it doesn't really translate on a cell phone video the way it does yeah. when you see it live. And I I've think I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And you know, they'll all be coming into town for my graduation. And I hope that when they're here, maybe I'll be on like a world of beer show or something. They could all come out and see. I'm sure you should be able to like make that a, make that a thing. I mean, Bob up there running the world of beer. He seemed mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. He's dope. We love Bob. Maybe even try to get him on the show here. Yeah. No. He's great. There's like a few people who really are like the organizers of Gainesville comedy. And him. I love to talk to those people. Yeah. The, like him? the backstage, behind the scenes people. You yeah. Know. Bob Smith and um, Jen Vito. Jen she Vito, goes by yeah. Jen Arkey. Yep. Yeah. She's also great. She's a big organizer as well. Yeah. She, now, she did the Gainesville, it's like a comedy, like a Comic Con or yeah, something like the that. The comedy convention yeah. thing, yeah. Did you do that? Did, were you involved in that at all? I was there to represent Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, we showed a couple of our videos, but I did not do stand-up. Yeah. yeah. It was a packed show, though. Like, lots of people wanted to get on that show. and That's pretty awesome. so much time. Yeah, it was a very successful event. It was fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like talking to... Obviously, I like talking to people that are out there doing it, you know, but the behind the scenes stuff, too. I love hearing about that. Mm. You know, Um, that's why when I found out that not in addition to stand up, you did Slaughterhouse. Mm. I was pretty I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with that kind of thing. Is there a website that people can go to to like see anything? Do you guys have anything out there? We have a Facebook, Mm -hmm. a YouTube and an Instagram. Just Slaughterhouse. Yeah, like um, usually with the so people slash. right now, like while they're listening, you can go over there and check out some fucking videos. yeah, like s slash laughter space house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I hope that I hope that like keeps on rolling because that's yeah. I want to actually. Where are you guys doing anything next? Because I want to get out and see some of that stuff. Yeah, we're like I said, we haven't been putting out any of our videos that we're working on now because we're planning a premiere at mm-hmm. the high dive in April. Mm-hmm. Um, still settling down on a date. might be the 23rd, but we'll keep you posted for sure. Oh yeah. And yeah. we'll, we'll definitely like, I like to share all the stuff, you know, Yeah, and we our shows that we do. The last one that we did was very split between stage sketches, uh, video sketches and stand up. And like we like to have like a variety of mm-hmm. things, so that there's kind of something for everyone, and gives you a break from the different kinds of mediums, and gives the actors and stuff a break. So this time we're hoping to be like primarily video, um, with a few stage sketches in between, and definitely stand up because a good number of us do it. So yeah, yeah. You, you, so you have a lot of the people that do the crossover thing then. Yeah, like three or four of us do um, stand up as well. And I hadn't started doing stand up back then or like I had just started. I was definitely not ready to do 10 minutes at a show like that. So what's the longest that you have done? Well, I actually like in the past two weeks, I was finally given like 10 minutes. Yeah, because like I've I've had the material, but like not everyone can give you 10. Yeah. So it's hard to talk for 10 just all by yourself yeah just 10 straight is. minutes it is hard i've actually had a couple times where 
like a guest may have dropped off or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Maybe I could just get out there and just talk. And it's like, man, we're doing like two fucking hours mm-hmm. or like an hour and a half. Or uh, I I did one episode that was like an hour. And it's like, fuck, I don't mm-hmm. think I could sit there and be like entertaining for yeah an hour. I probably not even like fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> I think I'd be tired of myself after that amount of time. Yeah. Especially because, like, I mean, again, this is something that gets better with time. But, like, the first time I did 10 minutes, like, it was just that was everything Mm -hmm. that I really had. And, like, I got to a point in my set where I was just like, these aren't my favorite jokes. Mm -hmm. But then the next time I did it after that, I was like, oh, damn, I like everything that I'm saying here. What is your what is your uh, your process? Like, where do you come up with your with your material um i always have like the notes section of my phone the notes section of my phone is popping off at yeah. all times like all kinds of things i'll wake up in the night and just like <laughs> write something or if i say something that i think is funny in conversation i'll jot it down and yeah then you kind of just sit and figure out how can i relate this thought with this thought in a way that makes sense and how can i give it a like punchline yeah. that was something that i learned starting um, stand up is that you can't just like you can be funny in conversation but you can't just get on stage and tell a story like you would mm-hmm. to your friend like you have to be you have to have them laughing consistently you have to have punchlines yeah so you just got to take like i have stories that i've been telling for years and you just have to take them and put punchlines in them and then they're ready for stage right so i do a lot of like reevaluating that kind of stuff um, I used to when I first started like write out like scripts for myself also just like a bunch of words and now I kind of just um, talk out loud and see how it works and I'm jotting stuff down sometimes I even like cut up little phrases like on pieces of paper and like rearrange them on the floor <laughs> to see how they like feel in that order and that kind of thing Uh yeah and sometimes an idea just pops in and it's ready to go yeah <laughs> like a one-liner <laughs> do you uh do you have anybody that you like try material out on or do you just is it like first time anybody hears it on stage sometimes i mean there's like workshops are good for that like world of beer has a workshop every sunday and like sometimes i'll just go over to aj's office and like it'll be either me and him or like a few other people there and we'll just like throw out some ideas and like everyone will kind of work together to try to help you figure out how to phrase something differently or where to add a punchline or just give you ideas so it's definitely best to do with other comics because you know you have your friends who like people say all kinds of things to me like my grandma will like drop something on the floor and be like you could write stand-up about this (laughs) like i'm like okay (laughs) not really like a lot of a lot of civilians i guess i'll call them like just don't don't understand like the formula behind it mm-hmm. so sometimes you try things out on people and they don't like even if it's funny and it'll work on stage it doesn't always work just one-on-one because right. like there's not the same bravado about it it's not the same energy yeah so it doesn't always work but i try it anyway and a lot of times like my roommate will hear me like just practicing something and she'll be like, oh, this would be funnier if you said this. Yeah. Yeah. Is your roommate a comedian as well? She's super funny. She, I've been trying to get her to do stand-up. But no, she's very much a theater person. 
person. Oh. Yeah. Drama nerd. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She is. Love her. Ah, <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Good old drama. We were uh, like almost the lowest on the totem pole. We were just a notch above the band. So that was that was good times. Yeah, High she, school was a blast. True. <laughs> <laughs> she actually is like the president of one of the student um, theater groups, Florida Players. And we actually collaborated. They were doing um, like a outreach performance. Mm-hmm. And they brought in like different groups from around campus um, and Gainesville to perform. And we were one of them. And... <laughs> We put on a little show for them. We did a very absurd sketch at their like very normal <laughs> event. Nice. It starts off with um, we're all playing kids, and um, sorry, I'm really distracted by your very adorable cat <laughs> playing with something <laughs> over there. That's Loki. <laughs> very. We cute. we uh, we found him when he jumped like 20 feet out of a tree. Oh my god. And uh, we tried to catch him when he did, but we missed. Oh my god. And. Uh, <laughs> He hit the ground and kept running. And it's really cute. <laughs> eventually we caught him and brought him home. And Oh, he uh, sleeps on my pillow. I don't know how the fuck Aww. that happened, but, you know. <laughs> He's really cute. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a scene where we all are playing kids, and it starts off with us, like, running in, and I have, like, a thing of Elmer's glue, and I screw off the top and put it on my mouth. <laughs> the secret is that it's cake frosting. <laughs> nice. But... We really shocked them all, and then the the sketch, like by the end, is kind of about you know furries. Uh, y- yes, yeah, yes. It was like a funny topic to to bring up. It was it was funny. It's a very strange. Yeah. Uh, nothing against anybody who may be a furry. Uh, Maybe a little bit. I, guess. I mean, you know, it's just don't call me <laughs> i don't fucking know that's it's pick that's, up after yourself the, yeah that's a that's a weird thing i don't yeah. get that um that and like what's the other the bronies yeah i don't, I don't get that <laughs> i don't either grown men who like my little pony everyone's into something <laughs> i i hope i don't get like hate mail for that well i kind of do because that means that there's um, more people than i thought listening you know if i'm, <laughs> if I'm getting hate mail i guess i'm, I'm doing something right you right. know from time to time so hey, any attention but those those that's i'm sorry that's some weird fucking dudes bronies what you actually it. said just reminded me of a funny story um from slaughterhouse one of our um favorite videos is a parody of like the real housewives reality show but it's like the real housewives of a convent <laughs> so like it's like basically bitchy nuns and we following you. we put a lot of work into it it's a like it's a cinematic feat if you will <laughs> well that's a bit of an exaggeration <laughs> but we're proud of it and we were boosting it on facebook and we wanted to boost it in like the arts district of new york in like ages like mm-hmm. 25 30 whatever like just you know True. you never know who sees it but i don't know what happened and <laughs> somehow we accidentally ended up like my friend was taking care of this and somehow ended up promoting it to like <laughs> hispanic women 65 and up <laughs> and i can had, see why that would be the target audience yeah, yeah we ended up with all kinds of people like all spanish comments calling us like devil worshipers <laughs> and, and usurpers and cursing us and all these things we were just like oh my god <laughs> nice 
Nice. Yeah, so that was fun. I had but a similar experience <laughs> with uh, with with being accused of being a devil worshiper. Um, played a uh, played this little bar in uh, Live Oak, which is okay. a little town outside of Lake City. You know, like I'm nodding my head, but I don't know. <laughs> it's like an hour north. Okay. If you drove past it, you'd never notice it. I mean, it's okay. a really, really small place, and there's a bar out there. I, I think it's the only one, <laughs> and um, it's it's a very rural place. And we played played some Black Sabbath, you know, stuff like that. And there was a lady in the crowd who said. We will not tolerate Satan's <laughs> music in Live Oak, Florida. Oh my and uh, my my friend Joe, who's been on this podcast a few times, stepped to the front of the stage and threw up the old devil horn, you know, metal salute. And As one does. Said yeah. devil, 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 <laughs> devil. And this lady lost her fucking mind. Damn. She had to be like drug out by security. <laughs> Because she was freaking out, like yelling at us and stuff, and I considered that pretty much the pinnacle of my musical career. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, know. that sounds like a if you got people hating on you, man, that's that's what that's you know you're doing something right. Yeah, you're reaching the masses. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we definitely pissed off those old ladies. <laughs> we didn't mean to, but <laughs> I got to see this nun video now. Yeah. It's called The Real Nuns of St. John's Convent. The Real Nuns of St. John's Convent. Yes. That's, can I just find that on like, YouTube? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. I'm going to post it. Yes, please. Uh, when we post this episode. Yes. That's, that's going to be awesome. That so. sounds great. <laughs> We'd love that. <laughs> Do you get, a lot of, uh, you get a lot of feedback on the videos and stuff like that overall? Um, like what kind yeah. of traffic are you guys? Depends on the doing? video. Depends yeah. on our promotion of it. Um, like if we're really proud of a video like that one, we boost it a lot, but, um, we can't afford to do that for every yeah, video that we make. Um, we get all kinds of stuff. Definitely people give like weird on un- unwarranted <laughs> advice, like <laughs> things that, cause you know, if you, it's easy to critique something if you don't know how like the work that goes yeah. into it, like. Once you've sat in a room to like edit a video, you like gain a whole new perspective yeah. of like what we're dealing with here. So mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you should shoot here and do this. And uh, it just doesn't work like that a lot of times. And like people don't realize how long filming takes. Like when we're filming a video, we'll be on set from like dawn to dusk and then some. Mm-hmm. And there's it's exhausting. And then there's the whole editing process. And yeah. a lot of times people will be like, well, why didn't you guys do this? And it's like, cause we fucking can't <laughs> like, <laughs> like we can't <laughs> one video. We like had trouble like syncing audio and people were commenting. I'm like, why are the, why is the sound not coming out with his lips moving? And it's like, can you just let us do live? You, do like, you think you can fucking do better? Like, Becky? Please. <laughs> like, let us Jesus live. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Like call us out. Why don't you <laughs> like, <laughs> go ahead? <laughs> That happens though, man. People, people, they just, you know, they think everything's got to be like up to their standards. Mm. Calm the fuck down. Like we're doing our best, you know, just enjoy it. It's funny. Yeah. And we've we've gotten a lot better. Like you can, as you watch our videos, you can watch us improving just in terms of like them getting, it's better, the shorter, the better. Generally, like you watch us get quicker with it and better production value and better writing like we're 
we're moving on up. We're proud of ourselves. What do you guys? What do you guys use to shoot? Like, like just. I mean, you have special cameras you got to use, or honestly, this is that part is not my area of expertise. Yeah. Um, that's my friend Laura who does like a lot of the tech stuff. Um, she was a telecom major, oh. so she like knows all that tech stuff. That's pretty much the way I am. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I push the button. <laughs> you know, yeah. somebody else can come and tell me like what all this other shit is. Yeah, right. she's really knowledgeable, and like that's the thing that I love about what we have going is that like I trust her with anything in that sense. I mean, I trust her a lot in general, but anything that we're filming or like, even if I'm like, Oh, that doesn't really make sense. Like I know that she has it down pat and that she's going to make a product that we're all going to be proud of. Cause she's a perfectionist like me <laughs> and she knows what the hell she's doing. So have you had anything that you've gone out and filmed and after you've like really tried to flush it out, you're just like, no, nah, this, this isn't working. Like started to film something and then like just been like, quits. oh, you know what? I don't think this is working out or the idea is not working like we thought it would or. Um, there was one time that we filmed at like we somehow got. Like to shoot at a restaurant, I forget what it was called. It was something downtown, like a small Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the manager realized just how long we would be there. So <laughs> it was like really rushed and we didn't get nearly all the shots that we needed to get. And it was also right by a window and you could see like lights moving on our faces every time a car drove right. by or like ambulance goes <laughs> by. That's that shot's scrapped. And we just like didn't have the time to really do it justice. So um, I think we're still working on it. We don't know if we're going to put it out yet. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. We keep things very informal out here. I can tell you that. Like last week we had a plane. Mm. Week before that we had a bird for two <laughs> fucking hours the yeah. entire time. Um, I, I don't know why, but, um, but on a podcast know. is one thing, but like oh, yeah. the big thing that I've learned with shooting videos is just continuity. Yeah. And like, if someone's doing the slightest thing different or the slightest sound different in one shot to the next, then like it doesn't work. It, it kills the illusion. Yeah, exactly. You know, that that's, I mean, that's the most important part because you want everybody to sort of immerse themselves in what you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. and, and really sort of, at least that's me, you know, I, I've always felt in performing like um whether it was acting or, or or music you know it's like i always wanted to my my goal is to make everybody feel like i'm talking directly to them you know yeah. like that's it and uh yeah um, well it's different than with yeah. acting yeah than it is like performing something that's like not a character i guess yeah yeah i can see that mm. i can see that um i don't know I, I was I was definitely like, singing, you know. I, there was definitely more of that connection, you mm. know, with the between me and the audience and that sort of thing. And then there was those times I'd get drunk and say really stupid <laughs> things, and there wasn't much of a connection right. you know, at all. So. Right? Do you ever um, do you ever like drink before you go on stage, or or what's your pre? I yeah. guess, you know, it, I mean, you don't have to narrow it down. Like, do you drink on stage? Like, what's your pre-show, like, yeah. ritual? Um, It's definitely evolved. I mean, I don't think I've ever been drunk on stage, but I could be a little bit buzzed just to be, like, more comfortable, more yeah. loose. Because um, for me, that has the adverse effect. Like, mm. if I drink before I do podcast, I just forget about it. Yeah. We might as well just, like, not even bother recording. Because yeah. I'll be I'll be shit by... 20 minutes in forget <laughs> about it so 
Yeah, no, it's only like a like a little bit, like just enough to like feel a little, a little more fun, yeah. but not like like I'm not. I'm very like aware of myself <laughs> on stage. <laughs> yeah, um, I usually am just kind of like. I mean, I watch the other comedians. I try to talk to people, keep my energy up. I usually like run through at least parts of my bit mm-hmm. or like, well, sometimes I show up, but I don't know what I'm saying on stage yet. So I'm like sitting there kind of writing it, like writing down um, what I'm going to do in the order I'm going to do it. So, yeah, I guess I'm a lot of times I'm just hyping myself up. I do this thing where I um kind of force myself to smile because like one time someone told me that releases endorphins or something so i kind of just like sit there i put my hand in front of my mouth and i just like smile like an idiot for like a few minutes before going <laughs> up yeah um no my pre-show ritual kind of like what you're talking about I, I would just disappear go off by myself and you know stand there and uh talk to myself smoke a cigarette back when i was smoking cigarettes and mm. just unwind um, maybe take a shot or something like that and then get up and go to work. But what's the, what's the most controversial stuff that, that you've talked about that you put into your act that you mm. feel uh, aside from the, the, the one night that, well, I mean, I feel like night. that's it is in that general it? because like being a Jewish comedian is a weird thing. Is it? Um, well, just also something to understand, I guess, is that in Jewish culture, humor is a really big thing. Like Jewish humor is like its own subcategory. If you like look at a lot of the early comedians, I'm blanking on anyone's name right now. But take my word on <laughs> that. A lot of the big early comedians. are Well, I mean, like, uh, Seinfeld, Dice, um, you know, Andrew Dice Clay. Those are those are some that come to mind. Um, so, of course, I, I don't know if that's honestly, as early I'm, as you're talking about. I'm, like not a single name is kind of <laughs> mine like um but jews are very good at like making fun of ourselves making light of situations you know i guess we've had to deal with a lot over the years and we i have like, noticed that I have yeah noticed like that. jewish comedy is like very much a thing but in gainesville it's tricky because like i mean i've had a lot of situations well i guess also to preface this before i came to gainesville i mostly only knew jewish people yeah like i grew i went to a jewish school growing up oh really yeah and most of my friends were jewish just because like that was where i went to school i went to jewish camp um and i came here and i was like a lot of people's like first jewish friend and like i would say things sometimes and they just didn't know what i was talking about Mm -hmm. and if I were performing for like a Jewish audience, I'd have a totally different act probably yeah. because I can say, I can say so many more things and be really funny with it, but there's no point in trying that here. But though that crowd is going to get it. Exactly. Whereas a normal Gainesville, but here in Gainesville, they're just going to be like, huh? Yeah. Here in Gainesville, I guess like most of the rest of the world, people know stereotypes. Yeah. So like, I'm kind of like, I want to be like a Jewish comedian. I want to talk about that kind of stuff. But it's really a fine line to walk because, like, I you kind of have to play off of those stereotypes just for people to understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. you don't want to feed into them, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't want to say anything that's going to make Jewish people upset, but I want to make sure that people understand my jokes. And it's, like, a, it's a tricky place to be. So, I guess the jokes that I've stuck with are pretty fine mm-hmm. i think uh, i feel comfortable saying them so 
but it's it's constantly something I think about because I want to make more jokes about it and I want to be more expressive in that sense but it's just kind of tricky because I don't know what people are going to pick up like sometimes I workshop things and I'll make a joke and they'll be like I don't get it like, yeah what does what does that mean <laughs> like, I'm not Jewish I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> so uh, so you like this was this this had to have been a big culture shock in general for you then coming to Gainesville I mean I guess like I mean I was on the internet in high school so like I knew what was out there I guess <laughs> you weren't totally but, cut off from the world yeah but definitely coming somewhere like this with a name like mine my name is Maytal and like immediately right off the bat people are like oh what is that mm-hmm. like where's that from and I have to like explain myself kind of right away so I'm like outed if that makes sense so yeah that was definitely different um people just kind of like feel free to say things sometimes yeah. like that are like oh shabbat shalom or like make a con with my nose or something like that really yeah it has happened you were that <laughs> fucking comfortable yeah like Man. my freshman year i was at some like pre-game uh, actually like a jewish fraternity i don't do any kind of those activities anymore <laughs> you won't catch me anywhere near any fraternity but i was at something and I introduced myself so I was like oh your name what is that and I was like oh I'm Jewish and he was like oh your nose isn't that bad for a Jew what like, the good fuck good fucking evening to you too wow bitch wow <laughs> like first of all you're gonna talk to me about looks loser and like <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like what do you even what do you even why say why are people <laughs> that fucking stupid I don't yeah, understand and that it was, I was like that was just the first time but like shit like that happens every now and then and you just gotta be like People are ignorant. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine saying that to somebody in like me neither. <laughs> as a, as a, as a introduction. Like yeah, that's just the fucking literally like nice to fucking meet you. Weirdest too. thing. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. Yeah, I really don't understand people like that. I was, uh, you know, you hear a lot about like just crazy fucking people all the time. You know, and I, I was thinking about that one day. I was like, and they all come to sit in on comedy shows, right? <laughs> I was like, why don't I know any of these fucking people? And I was like, oh, that's right, because I'm not fucking crazy. Like, if I saw somebody who was remotely like that, I'd just be like, no, you, you fuck off over that way. I don't, <laughs> I don't want any part of you, dude. Yeah, but they're, but they're out there. They and, are, and they're all over the fucking internet. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, they love to come to comedy shows <laughs> and be vocal about it too. <laughs> tonight was uh, tonight was I mean, it was he, that dude didn't seem too bad. He seemed like he, he got, got weird put in his at place. one point. Did at he? one point, he got weird. My friend Amanda, who was hosting, was saying something. I don't remember what it was. It was something like I broke up with my boyfriend. I don't remember what bottom line is. It was he was like very weirdly like hitting on her while she was on stage. And then as she was walking off too, and I was just like, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll. Yeah, that that'll that. There's your in pal. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to work. Yeah. And again, that's something that only happens to like the female. (laughs) Like they're rowdy to everyone. But like. Yeah, people shout like weird things sometimes. Really? Just, I mean, just like being a woman in comedy is weird sometimes. See, I'm like, I am so like un, I like, I have no idea. Like, I yeah, I, that's crazy to me that people would go to a show, see a female comedian, and fucking feel like they should yell shit at her. Yeah, apparently, um. I didn't see this happen, but I was told about it. My friend was at the midnight doing her bit, and apparently this guy 
in the audience like said like just a little bit too loudly to his friend yeah i don't find women funny so i'm not gonna pay attention and then, <laughs> and then aj turned around and loudly was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl on stage was just like uh what's going on <laughs> wow so yeah i mean like she just aj seems like a good guy to have on your side in a I situation like that he's a great guy you know yeah he uh, really does yeah because uh, yeah you need uh, like again the stupid fucking people like why yeah. why are these people out there criticizing you or, or talking shit like yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me yeah i don't understand why people feel really comfortable just like doing shit sometimes that's that's ridiculous yeah but that's that's the world we live in lucky it us is. it <laughs> is yeah and sometimes like people just like i don't know because you say some stuff on stage that's like part of an act and then people like kind of like make weird comments to you yeah. about it after which are just kind of like just like weird you i will say this you were actually the first comedian that i've seen that um when i saw you on stage versus when i talked to you after the fact mm-hmm. like i was like oh she's not the same person <laughs> I, I mean i am a similar like a person like that a lot of times i'm pretty mellow right now i had a long day <laughs> but um a lot of times I am like if I'm like around like a bunch of people I can, I'm pretty fucking loud yeah. and like boisterous <laughs> like yeah. right now I'm like chilling like we're outside on a porch with yeah. like cool lights on a Friday night yeah. so I'm just like chill but I can be loud and obnoxious like that a right. lot of the time I'm just I'm just more mellow right now I thought it was really cool though um it just gave me a sense of like oh okay it it, it made more sense overall you know like having like in, in Again, you know, uh, talking about AJ, same way. You know, he 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 has that on stage persona that mm. you know. Since I've gotten to know him, just seen him at these at the, at the couple shows, uh, I've noticed that. I just I'm kind of fascinated by that progression. Yeah, you yeah. Know? for sure. Um, and and people I, are I really I, different a lot yeah. of the times. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be too too surprised because I I get it. You know, having that having that on stage. It's like an exaggerated version of yourself, pretty much. Like, almost like a character caricature of yourself. My, my, my onstage so. persona was a complete dick. <laughs> and it means a lot of people roll with that. A lot of people do. Uh, yeah. It was fun, though. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to watch some of the old videos. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess my onstage persona is, I guess, just, like, extra, if yeah. that makes sense. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of the time, I am very extra. Yeah. <laughs> I really am. Like, a lot of times, I... Sometimes I'm just like doing stand up when no one asked for me to be doing stand up. Like I'm just like being loud and obnoxious. Are you just like stuff. testing shit? You ever just like That's just kind of who I am a lot of the time. You just test stuff out like in random conversation, like just Sometimes drop shit out there. Sometimes I mean like I'll say something that I think is funny and then I'll think of like another tag um when I'll like try it out and see. A lot of the stuff that I said tonight actually I thought of like in conversations that I've had the past like 2 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had that joke about like Dwayne the Rock Johnson being yeah, it was pretty good. and like I thought of that like the week before just like talking to like AJ and some others. Like I, I, saw, I saw him on screen and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I thought that was actually really funny because I've 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 shaved my head like mm. with a razor and shaving cream for like ten years. Yeah, I have n- had no hair other than a beard, mm-hmm. and like six months ago I started growing it out again, mm-hmm. and. Everybody that I run into like, that I've Whoa. known for years, they're like, oh, I didn't know you could fucking grow hair. 
had no idea. So yeah, they were I, like, it was a choice. I identified with your joke really uh, yeah. quite a bit. I was right like, on. oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is kind of shocking. <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious, but you. you know, um, where's the uh, where's the next time you're uh, you're you're doing stand up? Um, well, I am going on spring break, and it's my last spring break, so I'm like going to Mexico. No um, shit. Is this like, a, is like, like a Cancun kind of? Do people still? Yeah, it's like a little all inclusive. Cancun is really, hot, really hot. In like '94. Is that is that like still a place to go? I don't think that's where we're going. I forget. I think it's called Riviera Maya. I want to say. I don't know. Cool. But yeah, so I'm taking a little hiatus, which is honestly needed because I've been going up a lot. Like I have been yeah. going up like four times a week for like three weeks or yeah. four weeks now, which is like, I mean, the progress in those four weeks is very obvious. Mm -hmm. Not just to, like people who have seen me, like people have been like, oh, you're really like throwing yourself into it. And I'm like, yeah, not doing a lot of other things. <laughs> no, I am. I definitely good, noticed progression from the last time I saw you to, to that's this good time. To hear. You know, that's good to hear. I, I the like, last time you were you were a little bit more like closed off still. Yeah, you know. Yeah, recently someone, um, like one of my friends' boyfriends, came up to me after a show and he was like, "You got great jokes. I really like what you're doing. You'd be so much better if you just owned the stage." Yeah. And I was like, "You're right, motherfucker. I yeah. would be, and I can, and like." I, I could have told myself that, but for some reason hearing like some stranger tell me that like flipped a switch in me. And since then, I just kind of try to approach going on the stage as like, fuck yeah, like yeah. we're doing this. Like Bob Smith, um, the keg of last guy, um, he's like one of his biggest pieces of advice is like, if you look like you're having fun, the crowd will have fun with you. 100%, like, yeah. And then you start, like, fake it till you make it. Like, you mm -hmm. act like you're having fun, and then you start having fun. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's given me a lot of good advice. His other best piece of advice is that every time you get on stage, you are, like, one step closer to where you deserve to be. Yeah. Which is very true. Because this true. is literally, you can't do stand-up in a room by yourself and expect to get better, you know? No. It's that it's the process every time and every crowd is different is something that I've learned too. How many, uh, or what's, what's like the largest crowd you've been in front of at this point? I'm really bad at estimating numbers. <laughs> I'd say like 40 to 50. That's people. pretty badass. Yeah. It's fun. And I mean, the bigger the crowd, the more like if you're performing for like 20 people, there's a few people that like, you know, the more people, the more chances you have of getting laughs right. in general. Right. So the big shows are fun. They're actually like you'd think that the more people you're in front of, the more nerve wracking it would be. But like the more people there are, like the more I know I'm going to get more laughs. It's easier to feed people. off that energy, too. Yeah. You know? I love like a collective energy. I think that like something's like kind of magic when you get on stage and it's like just you and the crowd because like they own the space and like they're all strangers to each other. But they somehow un know something together that you don't mm -hmm. and they show it to you. Yeah. So I love that. I think it's really cool and it's different every time and they create they create the performance with you kind of even if they're not saying anything even though a lot of times they just fucking say shit <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> even when they're well behaved they kind of create that with you yeah yeah and i wish i was quick like quicker on my feet with like coming back at them with responses and i i have gotten better it'll come with time and you need to like practice. come up with like a, a list of like stop yeah. like these are my like, like go every to. every scenario fucking heckler yeah exactly and if that if you just blank on it just pick up a stool 
<laughs> fucking wing it at them because I fucking hate those people. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they, sometimes they're not even like interacting with you. They're just like loud and like I'm very easily distractible. And like sometimes <laughs> there's just people like talking fucking loudly and you're yeah. just like, hello. <laughs> you seem like though you could, you know, just use that, use the power of the microphone. Yeah. Like, hey, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you want to be funny when you're doing it too is the only thing. And then you're like, like I said, you always come up with something afterwards and you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I, you know what though? I think like, like the room tonight, I noticed, uh, you know, anytime like, uh, what was it Amanda? She was the, she was the host. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was a little bit of a rough room at first and then she got kind of, you know, Well, the loose. room is always rough at first. And Yeah. People but, are never like ready to laugh when the show starts. Yeah, well, and I noticed when she sort of got like, at one point she said a line and it was like, "Yeah, fucking," and people like picked up on that and, <laughs> and like laughed, you yeah. know. So it's like, I don't know, people people hosting. Dig she, that. It was also her first time hosting. Oh, hosting really? for the first time has to be. I've never hosted yeah. the show. Um, That's got to be different. hard. Yeah, That's really got to be hard. Yeah, especially if you want to be really good at it, like. Because sometimes the host will like listen to the sets and like call back to what they were talking about and stuff. And, like right. that really hits home and people really resonate with that. Like yeah. it's fucking funny. So is that is that usually how it works? Like uh, having a comedian host? Yeah. 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 Because I mean, you want the show to be entertaining throughout. So right. yeah, and a lot of times like they'll start with their own material or maybe like intermix it between acts or something. But sometimes it's just here's the next comedian. Hmm. Yeah, depends it, on the host. Yeah, the first time I went out and saw some comedy, I, the 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 host, I didn't really get it. And I'm trying to think of who it was. I know who it was. I don't want to say though, because okay, it was okay. not. It was it was rough. It okay. Was, it, it was it was really rough, and I like I said, uh, I didn't get it, and and I didn't feel like anybody else there did. Like they just yeah, it was a struggle. You know. I mean, and, it's not for everybody. I mean, I'm saying this from a place of ignorance because I've never done it but just watching other people like some people are better at just like when it's their time to own the stage for 10 minutes they have their material but then when you're a host you kind of have to like go off the fly a little bit more mm -hmm. if you want it to be like feel like cohesive like I said call back to people's sets and stuff like that so yeah sometimes it's rough have you had that night where you just got off stage and been like I kicked so much ass tonight that felt so good like you just knew you rocked it i mean yeah i've definitely that's what keeps you going yeah um the first time i came back from this semester i like came with like a lot of energy and i had like a bunch of new jokes that i wrote over break and i was super excited to do them so that was fun um the first couple times that i got 10 minutes i definitely came back and i was like yeah just because like i don't know i did that that was cool um yeah, I mean, I guess it. I, I'm I'm a perfectionist, and I I every time like even if overall my set went well, like even tonight, like I think I did well, but I can like count on like two hands, like I fucked up this and I fucked up that, and I wish I said this. But I've like, said it on this podcast before that as soon as I hit stop and the the show is over, no matter how good it went, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. I know I screwed this up or mm. I feel like I screwed this up or, you know, so yeah, there's something about being creative and just never being satisfied. I think that sort yeah. of burns the creative fire. You yeah. Know? And like you said, you're like, oh, is it going to keep evolving or 
are you just going to be satisfied at one point? Because even if the material itself is done, the way that I perform it and deliver it might not be the same every time, might not be consistent enough. And like you can tell the same joke and then deliver it differently and it hits completely different. Mm -hmm. And like you just have to keep trying new stuff. And I guess I'm still super early in this. That's why I've liked like seeing the comedians that I have like a couple times at this mm -hmm. point because I I like seeing the evolution, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I really wanted to get out there and see you tonight just based on that alone to see from one month, you know, I mean, it's really only been like a month since I saw mm -hmm. you last and, uh, and I've been hustling this past definite, month. Yeah. yeah. And you can, and you can tell like that shows, you know, yeah, the, I'm the glad it does, on yeah. stage, which is awesome. Yeah. So. Like the confidence, the material, like I'm, I'm hustling out here. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Yeah. Cause it's, I really like it. It's fun. And yeah. it's very like, I don't know. It's good. That's why I think you, you gotta keep doing it. That's why I think you gotta keep doing it. Yeah. I don't think it's time to, uh, graduate and join the fucking <laughs> corporate ranks of whatever. I yeah. think it's time to just keep hustling. Yeah. I mean, no lie. matter what I'm doing, I want to be doing stand up as well. I mean, how like, old are you? 23? 21. 21? Yeah. 21? Yeah. Yeah. Graduated young. Yeah. Well, is I'm it, I'm still in school right now. I'm graduating in May. I guess you're fucked. I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got literally everything ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're 21 years old. Jesus Christ, you got yeah. so much fucking time to get out. I'm going to be 40 this year. Okay. So I've got you by, you know, oh, God. I want to <laughs> say it out loud. But, uh, you know, shit. If I was 21 starting this, it'd be awesome. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I'm almost jealous. Like, I'm watching, like, there's some people that are starting stand-up that are, like, freshmen sophomores i'm like damn i wish i did that oh, but fuck. i'm still pretty proud of myself for starting when i did because i mean i needed to push because like if i if my friend didn't convince me to do it that one day i don't know if i would be here at all yeah because like it's the kind of you just got to rip the band-aid off and it was yeah. the kind of thing that i just kept putting off and i just had to do it and i feel like starting where i am now i only have room to grow yeah and i'm excited to like i'm actually like super excited to see where my content ends up and how my stage you love doing grows. it yeah you love doing it mm -hmm. and from one performer to another i can tell you fucking do it as long as you can and just push it as far as you can until you're like yeah fuck this i'm done <laughs> you know i mean you, you may reach that that point i yeah that's what started this was after i mean i started playing music when i was like 16 you mm -hmm. know and at one point I was just like, all right, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of yeah. done. I want to do something else and something that I've learned doing this is that you know, you go up a lot of times and it's good to keep mixing it up, but a lot of times you're telling the same jokes over and over mm -hmm. again. And like even just to refine that joke, you have to keep telling it over and yeah. over again. And once you feel like a joke is like quote unquote done, it probably isn't. But you like get tired, but you have to tell it every night like it's the first time that you're telling it yes. and that's been something that's been hard for me to grasp because you know you forget that the audience doesn't know where you're going with this and that they've never heard you do this before yeah. and you have to come at it with the same enthusiasm oh yeah as ever yep and that's been something that's been an interesting skill to learn yeah. to just like keep up that energy like you've never done it before yeah so that's got to be a rough rough thing i you know and the the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again mm -hmm. i mean that's a that's that's hard to do 
it's it really hard to do it is hard to do and especially like there's this weird sense of guilt with like the other comedians i'm like ah oh, these fuckers have heard me tell this joke yeah. so many times they're not fuckers i love that though <laughs> that those fuckers are right there <laughs> fucking listening yeah but a lot of them are doing it, up, it too you know? so like yeah that's just what we have to do you get better by telling these jokes yeah and like if not then like what's the what's the point that's every cool, time though. you tell them you like learn a little bit about your delivery or like like i said sometimes just on the fly you have a joke that you thought was done and then you get a little burst of energy and throw another line in there and then that's your biggest punchline. that's yeah. how a lot of my jokes have gone yeah you just like get some balls when you get on stage to tell the joke and then all of a sudden damn that's the punchline. <laughs> like you found it you find it on stage sometimes. have you had that uh have you had that 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 like moment with that punchline that you just you know it's gold and then like you're like fuck i what was it i don't remember shit it was so good oh like on stage or like oh i mean like just in general um i mean sometimes because like if i like don't have my don't have my phone accessible or like something to write on and i'm like ah versus 2020 when when was the last time you didn't have your phone accessible yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know sometimes the things just like escape Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Um, but a lot of times, though, I have a joke that I know that the punchline's coming. Like, I yeah. know, like, I have the whole thing thought out, but, like, the punchline almost has to find you. And you just got to keep, like, repeating it in different ways to different people, mm-hmm. at least in my experience. And then, like, the punchline finds itself. Like, it always comes. Yeah. It always does. Like, I had... um this joke I really wanted to tell for a while and I didn't tell it on stage because I was like, it needs like one last big punchline. And like, I was just sitting in class and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it right there. And it's exciting. And then you try it and it works. I had a song that I worked on for like 15 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just like processed it. Sw- <laughs> I swear to God, I had, I had, uh, like the first, like the first two lines of the verse. Mm. All I had. And I loved it. I was like, this song is going to be fucking awesome when I actually write it. But I could never get further than those two lines. Yeah. And one day, like, it was seriously like 15 years after the fact, I was, I, I, I sang those two lines in my head. And then like a third and fourth and fifth just came after. I was like, oh my God, I need a fucking pen. <laughs> and I ran over and I write it down. And it, it to this day, it's one of my favorite songs amazing Love that. 15 years it took me to do that damn, so don't damn. let go of those punchlines yeah and i mean like i have like i said my notes section is popping off and it's just like a bunch of like half-baked jokes mm-hmm. that i was like i'm like i know that there's something here i don't know what it is yet but then when i go and i'm like ah, let's let's write a joke and i'm just like looking through and i'm like i don't know what that fucking was but <laughs> whatever and then sometimes i'll look at it again and i'm like ah, actually that that we can work with that nice and you try to like connect the different half-baked thoughts in a way if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense yeah sometimes it almost is helpful to like set parameters for yourself yeah like let's take these two things and make them relate to each other how do we do that and then you find a joke in there you just wait wait it out and figure it it, eventually it'll come to you fuck that's it that's how i do it to me like when i boil it down comedy is like or just everything in general is just about like connecting ideas mm-hmm. so even if you take two things that object like <clears throat> like don't seem related immediately and figure out a way to connect them like there's usually comedy in there you can make yeah. it happen 
Like I'll just like take two different things that I found and just like, all right, figure it out, find something, <laughs> and it w- works sometimes. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm serious. I think you got a lot of really cool irons in the fire and a lot of shit going for you. you. I mean, as far as like slaughterhouse comedy, I'm so, I keep I keep wanting to say slaughterhouse comedy. What is? is yeah. It, that's what it's slaughterhouse yeah. comedy. Okay. Um, I don't want to you know. No, that's it. Misrepresent that's us. it. Uh, and uh, or 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 the or the stand up comedy you got. I mean, twenty one years old, you're done with fucking college, man. Scary. The whole world is out there in front of you. Uh, I would just yeah. just take advantage of it and enjoy it because you're kicking ass. So you're on a you're on a pretty good trend Thank right now. You. So I would just keep it up and see where it fucking goes. And Thank you. you know yeah, when you're. You're big and famous. You can come back Aww. here and like, you know tell us all about it. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll cool. have like one or two more listeners by then. You know? <laughs> but um, but this has been fun. Is there any is there any uh, any links or anything you want to throw out? Let people know where um, to find you. Yeah, so I don't they can know follow could, you like, and know where you're going to be next. Like me personally, or sure, the team? Okay. both, both. All throw right. it all out there. Okay, on Instagram, I'm at young y u n g underscore underscore tali t-a-l-i if you do one underscore you end up with like a random middle eastern man who's not me <laughs> but two underscore is young tali and then on twitter i'm young tali with one underscore <laughs> um yeah and slaughterhouse is um s slash laughter house on facebook and youtube um and it's not all one word like it's slaughter space house um, so yeah, definitely look us up on there. Slaughterhouse comedy on Instagram, no slashes or anything like that. Um, yeah. And I do want to say that if I ever am back here with like the slaughterhouse crew, mm-hmm. I will be a lot more like, we, we, we are going to do that. Cause uh, yeah. your girl, Amanda, mm-hmm. is that, um, she hit me up and yeah. said, Hey, uh, what the fuck? I want to <laughs> be there. Where are we at? So, uh, um, I'd love to bring her on and, you know, bring you both on and, you know, bring yeah. the whole fucking crew. I mean, yeah, we got, <clears throat> we got mics like, and what we don't have, we'll figure out as we go. Yeah. Like so. I said, right now I'm very like mellow. I'm almost like not professional, but I'm like, I'm on, I'm on a podcast. It's cool. <laughs> but like once I'm with my, like my squad, I'm that person it's on just, stage yeah. a little bit more. Cause yeah. I like have the energy to feed off of a little bit. Like that girl, Amanda and I, when we're together, we're. <laughs> we are like a trip <laughs> completely <laughs> we do the whole new york thing yeah. and whatever it's fun it's fun stuff yeah well i'm looking forward to it yeah um, let's do it we'll have to bring you guys back bring you all at uh all at once so yeah. uh and thank you so much for having me it's that was my fun. pleasure it's my pleasure um i'm just trying to get the word out there you know about yeah. people who are doing cool things and having fun and there's a you know, lot you got a cool in story, right now. It really is. It yeah. really, it's it's uh it's a pretty cool place to be. It is, you know? honestly. And, uh, like I didn't realize it at first, and I don't think Gainesville realized it at first. But in the past, like in the past, like couple, like few months, even Gainesville <laughs> has like really become Gainesville's a really cool up. place. Yeah, I watched a video online like two days ago. It was like experience Gainesville, <laughs> and it was, it was really well done for, yeah. for one but it showed all these things all these people doing all these different activities i was like yeah. i had no fucking idea all that was, what is this is actually a cool place to live it I, is. I didn't yeah. know 
So I've been here like 20 years and mm-hmm. that's that's the first I've known of it to be a really yeah. badass place. So. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's on the come up. It really is. Yeah. It's a lot of cool people with a lot of cool ideas. Hell yeah. Well, and I'm honored to be call myself I think one of them. <laughs> you're you're definitely but one of them and uh you know, keep it going and and you know, keep letting us know. We're, we'll definitely be you know, supporting Posting up some links and uh, and likewise, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Porchville Podcast, PorchvillePod.com. This has been an episode with Matesall Abraham. Am I saying that right? You are beautiful. And you said the first time I met you, I wouldn't remember your name, (laughs) but then I liked you on Facebook, so I knew I knew what your name was. Now you can't forget. Made it easy. (laughs) I cheated a little bit. PorchvillePod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, give us a like, make sure you go over and subscribe to us and, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.